Hello, this is podcast 333, the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Reddy. So this is a kind of a wrap-up to season 8. Someone said to me, I don't think you're very happy with where humanity's at. I was kind of like, yes, well spotted. And it's funny, I've been sort of going through the podcast and I see that when I challenge institutions is when you book. It's really interesting. I'm starting to see the pattern. I've been wondering what that pattern is for a while. It doesn't matter if it's voting, if I dare to question the sort of historic need to blindly follow one team, if it's religion and I question the power dynamic, if it's racism and I talk about the biases and the structures and measure, if it's about assessments and the ultimate way that we measure people in so many different assessments now, and that the whole concept of the freedom in learning, that it's not a status, it's a freedom that you obtain. It's hard when you don't go in a box, but there are patterns to the podcast, and they do land. It's really interesting. I, I see that in, in, in the feedback I get. So this podcast is moved from the individual, beyond the labels. There's tools there to navigate everything from education to sport. I've forgotten how much I've done and how many people I've worked with and how many different types of people I've worked with, except when I start scrolling back through 300-odd episodes. We've gone through the struggles of growth in Season 6. We talked about teams in Season 7. And Seasons 4 and 5 are where the podcast went from the individual to the bigger humanity. And I think this is where people we're going to find it very difficult when I question the institutions. And we've talked a lot about the sort of hairy monsters in society in season eight, sort of the fallout from the pandemic. What the pandemic has shown us is how we are as people and the sort of control aspect to that. And I feel very out of alignment with everybody else, if I'm honest. I feel as if People have like checked out not just for two weeks holidays this year, but for the whole summer. And as a myself and a friend joked, you know, actually during the pandemic, we expected there to be the null coward phase at the end. The sort of shallow, superficial, let's not really do anything of substance. And yet there's a great unhappiness in that. I wish I could feel that when I go out that people are in a happy space, but I seldom do. I seldom feel that their experience has lived up to their expectations. And I've been reading a lot about the workhouses, really grim, happy reading. But you couldn't get any bigger a mess of an institution. An institution that was created to take people off the streets and to give them support when through illness or disease or circumstances in their family, they found themselves out on the street. It was a, a system that was supposed to, to save people from misery and yet created so much more. It was a system that was meant for everybody to be able to learn and to have a place and to be fed. And it just ended up with this structure of abuse, basically. And they didn't even give people meaningful jobs to do because they didn't want the workhouse employment to compete with the other mainstream employment and to, to undercut 
the work and, and the cost of labor, basically. So they gave people completely time-consuming, painful tasks to do to just occupy them and to just have power over them, to make them feel that they needed to work for their roof over their head and their grim surroundings and less than adequate food. It's a very strange, you know, space where something starts off being such a good idea and ends up being such a, a grim structure. But it's so interesting how much we follow from that time because the idea of the two weeks holidays was constructed in that time to help people to not develop rickets because they needed two weeks of being outdoors and in the sunshine to get enough vitamin D to be healthy. They needed a holiday from the industrial life that they were living, the industrial hours. And yet everyone still creates a life that they need a holiday from. It was the beginnings of nursing homes and of how we treated mental illness. Many of the workhouses went on afterwards to be really inadequate nursing homes, where people went from getting district nurse care in their own home to being in institutions. And we really saw the fallout of that during the pandemic. It was the origins of the welfare state. And yet I've been thinking a lot recently about how people are supported or never happy, that they don't feel that they have a place. And from what I can see, there's basically three types of people. There's abusers, survivors, and the people who are broken. And the world doesn't really feel that different now. I, I don't see the difference between the cannon fodder, as they, they discussed it, that they gave a shilling a week to, to go off and fight the Boer War, and the difference in what is taking place in the Ukraine. But so many people were happy to get a shilling a week and to go and do that rather than to go into the workhouse. And I'm reminded so much again as well that we either abuse within ourselves or we abuse outside of ourselves. It's as if the broken people turn it in on themselves. While so many of the people who were officers and wardens in the workhouse had grown up in the institutions themselves, so they didn't know any different. They never experienced any compassion or love themselves. They didn't know how to be any different except to go along with it. And so I'm left sort of thinking, you know, I've got I've got notes all over the place and I write three different notebooks for this. Like I'm I'm like, how do we move beyond this? How how do we find something good and simple? And again in reading about the workhouses. There's the people who are the survivors. There's the people who, despite it all, were in a space of grateful. Their lives were so simple afterwards, but they were so happy to, to leave the workhouse with an education, to go into some sort of employment that they worked very long hours in, to end up with a very meager pension that allowed them to have tobacco and maybe a bottle of sherry, enough food, to live in tenement conditions that were pretty grim. But as far as they were concerned, they had heat and a roof and running water and a toilet and enough food in their belly. And, and that was a luxury to them. And they're in such a, there's such a sense of being grateful for having 
carved out a place in society. And somehow in the end of that era, those buildings were dismantled and those people lost that simple grateful space and they lost their communities and they were moved to what seemed like more, more luxury. But yet the human interaction that they had and the simplicity of their existence seems to have been eroded. And that seems to have done more damage than anything else has to our society. So somehow for the next season, season nine, I want to try to go back to the simplicity. I want to think about needs. It's a lot about what I'm writing about at the moment. I'd like to go back to the simplicity of the individual's needs within this crazy monster that we're living in that I'm starting to see us fighting for resources in. And I somehow want us to feel fulfilled within that. Because if it was possible to leave the workhouse conditions and to live in a bug-infested tenement and feel grateful for your existence, to feel grateful that you had survived two wars, to feel like you had a community around you within that, that you could still have a sense of humour and you could still be happy. You could still have all the things that are so simple and that I feel like that when we go outside the door that everyone's in a good space. Unlike now where I'm watching people with so much and I'm questioning why they don't feel like they have a place. And I know there are different types of people who will make different choices in the same way as there were those people in the workhouse who made choices or were just not able to survive it. And that brings me back to the book I spoke about months ago, Victor E. Franklin's book, Man's Search for Meaning, and how having that rich inner world was the greatest asset to surviving such misery. The combination of that inner contentment and that ability to be in a community. We seem to have lost both, but it's so hard to be in a community because there's so many people there with so many needs because their inner contentment isn't being reached. So somehow in the next series of podcasts, I want to try and put that together. But it is so interesting for me at the moment that the people who are more content in a way have ditched so many institutions. But yet when I question those, so many people really struggle.